Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a good show today, right, Manny? Yeah, some interesting topics, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got some good ones today, but uh, how are you doing, Manny? Pretty good, honestly. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? You ready for uh, track day coming now? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Tire selection is all that's left, right? Tire selection, and boy, has it been a wild ride trying to find tires. 19 suck, don't they? They do. They do. <laughs> well, I mean, worst case scenario, like I was telling you, you know, off recording here, is um, if you have to get something that's maybe not the most track great tire, you know? Mm-hmm. At least just you can kind of get started and like you were planning to originally shop yeah. around for some actual track dedicated wheels. Yeah. And maybe try to run 18s. Mm-hmm. And you'll have so much more selection on 18s. Yeah. That's an option too, but I guess just a final final look at because we got to get them ordered, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, with that, Manny, why don't you kick us off on a headline? All righty. So we haven't done this segment in a while, but it is called Weebs Be Mad. God damn it. What are they doing now? So, and I'm, I know this is going to be spoilers for a lot of people, but it's already been like over a week. So if you have not seen the previous week's episode of Attack on Titan, this is your final warning to stop listening and go watch it, then continue listening. But we had a episode where it was called Assassin's Bullet. And you see Aaron and everybody escaping in a blimp, basically. And next thing you know, we have a character called Gabby, who she's part of the selection for the warriors of the Malarian army. And what the warriors are is basically who they choose to become the next, uh, what's, what's that word? Like the special titans or whatever. I always forget what they, they were called in the anime sometimes. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So she was next in line. She was a candidate for the armored titan after Reiner is done because for most people that don't know, these special titans like the armored titan the colossus titan uh the armored um the attack titan and everything once they once a person that has eldian blood in their veins uh consumes another person that is or was a warrior titan in and eats them in titan form they actually inherit the powers but at the cost is that they at uh, the moment they eat that person they have seven years to live so she is going to be, she is a candidate for the next Armored Titan Warrior. And once they had the whole massacre and everything, when they, uh, when Eren just transformed into the Attack Titan and just killed everybody in like this giant festival and like giant uh, gathering of like world officials and everything. And the next stage for the world to go against uh, the island paradise where Eren and, and them are located in. And you see, basically, Aaron fight the Warhammer Titan and actually consume the Warhammer Titan. You see him almost consume the Jaw Titan, but uh, that was never allowed, honestly. And then you see, like, the Cart Titan getting demolished, the Beast Titan getting demolished, too, by Levi, which was basically his little revenge for what he... And he's pulling out all the spoilers today. Well, these are, these are I mean, some of these are spoilers are, like, from Season 3 as well. I mean, like with Levi and his fight with Beastine and how he got away and everything. And so I'm pretty sure that left a bad taste in Levi from letting it get away and everything. And so we have the situation where they're done. They're out of energy, especially for Eren, because he can only transform for so long and how many times as a Titan form. 
So they all try to escape in a blimp. And next, you know, the character Gabby, I think she's like in her early teens, probably. Or preteens, as you, as they say. Maybe a little bit younger. But she basically kills one of the characters that belong to Paradise, where they have the the aerodynamic gear, where they can, like, zip line through uh, to walls, to walls and buildings, as we saw in the seasons, how they use that gear to kill Titans and everything. So she killed one of the officers and used this gear to jump on top of the blimp. And because of that, she carried a gun with her. And the moment she jumped onto the blimp, the first thing she did was just jump through the door, rolled over and just shot her gun. And what really, what really like hurt me a lot, but like I want to get to that stage where like why the reason why we're talking about this for Weebs Be Mad is that she actually killed a potato girl, Sasha. Yeah. And so I was actually hurt by that. Like they, she would get killed off and everything. I was like, Why? Because honestly, she was a very well well deserved character that I just really loved watching, especially in the previous seasons, of how much she fawned over food, especially potatoes. Yeah, yeah, and her personality and everything. So she was she was shot like straight through the chest, so it looks like the bullet just went through her heart and everything. And the moment she got shot, and like everybody, all the other officers and soldiers for the scout reg- uh, regiment saw that happen. They just went after Gabby and just like punched the shit out of her. Like it was just a slaughter of a fist going towards her face and everything kicks throughout her body and everything. And so the reason why we're talking about like Weebsy Mad is that the voice actor for Gabby is now receiving death threats. As always. As always, which is honestly is becoming more and more occurring. But honestly, as like us anime fans, we have to be better than this, honestly. Yeah, no, it's 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 really weird how they kind of take these fandoms into this full on obsession. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit much. It's a really, it really is a little bit much. And a lot of bit much. Yeah, and I mean, they're just voice actors that just play the part. They have no control actually over the the actual character. I mean, for the most part, everybody that read the manga already knew this was going to happen. It's just that these weebs that are watching the anime don't read the manga. They didn't know about it, so. They're just pissed off and just throwing a tantrum, basically. Yeah, that seems to be the case every single time. Yeah, which is really uncalled for, like you said. I mean, it's just that's them just doing their job well, and everything. I mean, we have a full-blown segment for it at this point. I mean, we've covered, uh, what, at least four or five different stories like this since we started doing this? Something like that, yeah. And for, I'm trying to look up the name of the voice actor, but... I mean, I mean, what were some of the other examples we've done already in the past? Wasn't it one of the voice actors like getting married or something? I don't know. Re- that was for her being married. They just like stopped buying her music or listening to music online and everything. I mean, that's still weird in itself. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, there was that one where we talked about for Darling in the Franks. Oh, that's right. For yes, the character yes. Ichigo. Was that the first one? I think that was the first one we talked about. I don't remember what the other ones are, but we did talk about quite a couple, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a segment at this point. It's a segment. Yeah. It's an official uh, unaccepted pod segment where we have this going on all the time. So, yeah, I mean, hope I don't think any of our listeners are to that point. These guys are probably sheltered in their basements. <laughs> yeah, and just those dirty weebs that don't take showers or anything. Deodorant. 
Please, please wear deodorant if you're a weeb. Please. <laughs> I, I've, I've worked at conventions. I've attended conventions. I've attended weeb meets. It is unbearable when I see a weeb that does not understand body odor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before my first convention, I always thought it was a joke until I actually went, and I was like, oh, shit, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so the character, I mean, the voice actor is named um, Sakura Ayane. She's done quite a few roles, but a lot of these roles are like from animes that I have not actually seen yet, honestly. Oh, she did play Nero from uh, Black Clover, uh, Ochako from uh, My Hero Academia, and actually another character from My Hero Academia, but like just oh, a character. Pretty, those are pretty notable. Yeah, those are the w- more noticeable ones, but for the most part, I haven't seen any other ones that I can... Oh, wait, no, that's a different anime. Never mind. She kind of looked like that one blue-haired girl in the, at the end of the first season for a shield hero. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it later turned out to be an actual enemy from the other worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I think those are the most noticeable ones. I mean, she's she definitely has a very, very, um, very diverse portfolio in the, the amount of work she's done as a voice actor and everything. Yeah, well, hopefully it doesn't get to anything past what it already is, and mm-hmm. they can chill the fuck out. They They really do need to chill, honestly. I mean... It's just a voice acting career. Like, it's not something to actually get so personal about. Yep. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, pretty sure we're going to see more of these situations in the future, especially as now anime is just growing more and more worldwide and just the fandom, especially. Oh, yeah. I'd be curious to find out where the heavier demographic of these crazy ass motherfuckers are. (laughs) I would like to know, but they don't report that usually. I I know they don't because it's usually just online Online stuff. stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see kind of where they're coming from, whether it's, you know, traditional down-home Japanese otakus, or is it that it's expanding over to more toxic areas in America, or, you know, wherever it's expanding to, since it's been growing so much lately. Yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. She actually played the voice for Misty from Pokemon in the Japanese dub. Oh, okay, okay. I think that was interesting, actually, because that's that's a very well-known character, especially as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for that update. I mean, I guess, again, we are weebs. We are anime fans. We all love this genre, this category, this fandom, everything we can think about anime. But honestly, we do have to be better about this. Yes, definitely. But yeah, that's pretty much it for that update. All right. What do you got next, buddy? And another update is actually a very well-known anime. I mean, you actually really like the anime called Black Clover. Yeah, we were just talking about it not too long ago. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Black Clover is a really good anime in my opinion. I have enjoyed it so much just following the Asta who has no powers but still has some sort of powers through devil powers uh, in the terms of anti-magic, basically nullify magic and all that other stuff. And so with... In in my theory, the anime actually caught up to the manga. And because of that, the studios or maybe the producers sent out an announcement saying that later in March, we're going to be seeing the last episode for Black Clover. And with and right after they air the final episode, I still don't know if it's a final episode. Like if they say that they're it's going to it's going to be the last episode or maybe they're just going on hiatus 
since uh, since it looks like it did catch up to the manga possibly yeah to see if the manga is going to continue on and they'll keep sourcing material after mm-hmm. after it's already progressed a little bit yeah because if if it really did catch up to the manga and if they still decide to continue with the anime that's gonna be a lot of filler uh, filler episodes that's just gonna piss off a lot of people yeah a lot of filler episodes that's where a lot of that pressures kind of come in on the mm-hmm. writers and that's where it kind of starts going to hell yeah, and I mean, we've. I think we've. Uh, you know, that might be is something interesting to do for maybe one of our bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Is kind of behind the scenes on how that part actually happens with some series because I know there's a couple of them where the deadlines are so stringent that these uh, writers are just working themselves to death to make you know to keep up for the animes and everything. No, oh, yeah, and some of them, and these are usually the more mainstream animes. Naruto had so many fillers and everything. And it just looked, it just kept selling us that they just kept catching up to the anime. I mean, to the manga. Bleach was another one as well. Yeah. It was so heavy in filler episodes and filler arcs that the ratings just went down. That's why they had to cancel it. It was confusing as hell. <laughs> yeah. It, it's sad to say that it was canceled, but I'm, I'm glad that it's coming back. And hopefully they just stick with just showing the Thousand Year war, uh, Blood War uh, arc. We can only hope they learned. I hope so. But again, these are very, very mainstream, well-known animes. So if they want to throw in some of them, they won't care, honestly. Yeah, they're still going to get the ratings and the views and the downloads. and mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not worried about it. I do feel like Black Clover is kind of reaching to the point where it could be getting to its end. But where the anime is going to end in March, I don't think it's going to be the true ending. And since they did announce... That they're going to have like an announcement, like a big announcement right after. My theory is that they're going to do a movie for the final part of the the arc that they're currently in. Okay. I mean, that's good and bad because sometimes they kind of just mush a ton of stuff in a very short period of time. Yeah. And I'm trying to, figure, I'm trying to look up the date for the final episode. Okay, so the final episode will air on March 30th. Okay, so it's almost done. Pretty much, and I mean, we do have we're we are seeing some kind of like similar situations, like in uh, what we we're talking about Attack on Titan, how it's reported only going to have like sixteen episodes for the final season, and it looks like the final episodes, I mean, the final chapters for the manga, is going to be featured in a movie. That's the rumor, but it looks like it's a very credible rumor, though. Yeah, and I mean. With all the success that Demon Slayer has been having, maybe it's kind of encouraging these studios to do it more. <laughs> I mean, if they're able to actually top Demon Slayer for how much they've been doing so far, because if you just look online and just look up anime news, you're just flooded with constant articles about Demon Slayer every day, brand new articles. So it, it's just amazing like how well it's done. It's it's weird, but it's it's amazing. Yeah. Demon Slayer is the EV of the <laughs> of the anime side. It really is, honestly. And going back to uh, Attack on Titan, actually, the last two chapters are being reported because now Attack on Titan only has two more chapters to go until it's finally completed and, and just done. And the last chapter will be released on April 9th. All right. And then jumping back to Black Clover, um, if anybody's actually interested as well, the series will actually continue back on to Toonami on February 13th. So if you're lonely, that's before the Valentine's Day, and you can binge it all you want. <laughs> Which might be me. 
Got it. Well, I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to text me? I don't know. Wish you were here. <laughs> this fool. All right. And is uh, that the last anime headline? That pretty much is. All right. Well, I got something up on the board, and that's the FK8 crate. That's the Type R motor, correct? Or Yes, that's the Type R motor. So they've already, you know, they've talked about releasing the motor for a while now. I do have a question. Yes. They always talk about like FK. What does FK stand for? No idea. Chassis code. <laughs> okay. It's, it's part of the chassis code. Okay. So it, it's the same thing as like... Um, I guess you can say like Fox body, you know what I mean? You can say the S550. Mm-hmm. It, they just take the chassis code from the VIN number, and, and that's kind of how they're classifying the chassis through. Okay. As far as like an actual meaning for it, I've never bothered to look it up. Whether there's something interesting behind it, I don't know. Yeah, because I always see like posters or like flyers on, on like Instagram and stuff like FK8, FK8, gathering your meat, your car show and everything. I was like, it's like I know what it, I know it has to do with Hondas, but I never understood what the meaning behind FK eight was. Yeah, well, I mean, just like any chassis code for any car, for any, and literally any car, it's an easier way to differentiate them. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we just said a Type R meet, I guess technically here it would work just because there's not very many Type Rs. Mm-hmm. But who's to say somebody doesn't show up with an Integra Type R? Oh, okay. If we said Honda Civic meet, then, who you know, that's such a broad thing. They've made it for so many years, you know? Same thing, you know, on literally, you know, it, whether it's a Nissan where you're looking at B14, B15 Sentras yeah. or Mustangs, you know, you, you classify the chassis through S550, S197, SN95. Yeah. You could say Mustang meet or Mustang GT, but... It's such a broad thing because they've been made so for so many years. So these chassis codes is kind of like our car enthusiast ways of differentiating them. Yeah, just kind of categorizing them out. So if you say S550, I automatically know you're talking about a 2015 up. You know, yeah. if you say FK8, I know you're talking about a 2017 in up Type R. Okay. So it, it's just um, I get I guess it's just our enthusiast elitist way of like referring to <laughs> to different car codes you know okay that that's pretty much what it is i mean i'm sure some of them have some interesting stories on how they're named or you know how they develop the code for them yeah i've never bothered to look into it okay but yeah that's that's pretty much all it is but yes they are making it a crate engine and this is through uh hpd um this is the Honda Performance Development. Mm-hmm. And this is going to come full package with ECU, with the fuel system, clutch, transmission. You can literally get the entire thing ready for a, to swap into a car. Okay. There's not much information on like final price. They do kind of have just the engine itself right now. Uh, just the crate engine itself right now is going to be about 6500 and I, you know, normally with a lot of like the HPD stuff, especially like if you want to buy like a Type RTC car or anything like that, you actually do have to be part of a racing team, basically. Yeah. This is meant to be for available more for race teams and building, you know? Not for the public. Yes. So um, 
if you're a member of like Honda Racing Line member or anything like that, you can actually get access to these. And they're supposed, like I said, they're supposed to be dedicated to amateur and entry level professional racers. And there's a couple already underway. Uh, there's a couple shops that's already been kind of like working on these swaps. Uh, one of them, one of them are from uh, Hasport. They're kind of like messing around with uh, swap mount kits. Um, Dai Yoshihara's, they swapped that motor into a Corolla. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which that's got to be one pretty badass Corolla. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's a picture of it. It's the A86. Okay. So A86 with a Type R engine. That's that's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, right here in SoCal, we have Evasive Motorsports. Okay, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought my wheels through them. Yeah. They're actually swapping it into an S2000. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's going to be a really, really fun one. Let's see if our buddies Mark or Cash can do that. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> So I I love the idea that this is going to become available. I like I said I kind of need to dabble a little bit deeper into this to find out if you know it's only for race teams or you know the enthusiast kind of building on the side can do something. Yeah. Obviously not the cheapest swap out there, but this is kind of like where the fun happens, you know what I mean? The more they make available for swapping, for modding, for throwing it into other things, the more parts are going to become available, the more development's going to happen behind the car. And I am all for that. <laughs> Let's swap a Yugo into it. Well, it'll finally be somewhat reliable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long it'll last before it falls apart, but you know, it'll go. <laughs> I mean, you are a welder, so we can we can work on that. We'll just weld everything. We'll throw you in the car and then weld you in the car. You'll be all right. <laughs> But yeah, this is a this is super cool. I'm really glad to see that they're actually doing whole kits for this. When when a company is supporting, you know, the racing scene and making their kits available, you're gonna start seeing it a lot more. Yeah, and maybe they'll finally weed out all the cooling issues going on, so I'll stop overheating at the track. I think that's just mainly on your part. How so? I don't know. You're just pushing it. No, 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 no. I I am not a fast driver. I should oh, not. you're not a fast driver. I am not a fast driver. Okay. I'm still new. I should not be overheating that fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there there are some, obviously, like, the TC cars aren't having that issue, but they're, they're running an angular fucking radiator with almost no front end. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a completely different kind of style setup. Yeah. No AC condenser or anything like that, so... It's different. Yeah. Obviously, with that kind of setup, yeah, the the engine will not overheat on you. But who knows? The more the more these are out here racing and getting developed and worked on and they're running into cooling issues, you know, technology triple, trickles down. Yeah. So I love this because aftermarket's going to have a ball doing this <laughs> kind of stuff. And like the A86 was at SEMA. It was debuted at SEMA. Oh, really? Yeah, so who knows? Maybe we might start seeing some more of these swapped and, and show up at SEMA for some show cars. Okay. Which is, like I said, it's awesome. I'm all for it. Yeah. But that's what I have for that swap. And uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about 
who was it? Uh, Hyundai? Hyundai, yeah. That had the little robot for the online shopping and contact, you know. And then it was a uh, Nissan. Nissan, yeah, it was Nissan that had their full online service stuff going. So, like we said, this is going to be a trend following through. Toyota and Lexus now have 50 dealerships already incorporated where they developed like an app for full online 100% car buying, financing, and everything. Okay. Because it is Toyota and Lexus, they named them two different things. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> yeah, they did. So the program for uh, Lexus is Monogram, and the program for Toyota is Smart Path. That is... They got to do it. <laughs> you can't have the Lexus people sharing an app with those Toyota peasants. <laughs> what about Scion? Scion's no more. They're discontinued. They're gone. <laughs> so I thought that was actually kind of funny. You figured they're developing the same stuff. Why are you going to rebadge it for this part? But So you said this is an app or a website? So this is like an app website. They're going to do it for both platforms. And like I said, they're already implemented in 50 of the of the dealers. And they're planning to implement another 50 by um by spring. Okay. And uh, they're they're planning to do as aggressive push as they can going forward for this. I guess they actually did a lot of studies into this, and the their studies that they have are showing that two thirds of people they talked to and interviewed for this study in uh, in poll were willing to do one hundred percent buying and financing all online. Let's just hope this actually does help Toyota because we did discuss on a previous episode where. They're actually falling behind on the EV industry, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's kind of like they have a reputation. They have really good sales, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe they have that leeway. But, you know, time will tell to see to see what they end up doing. But what, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, at least from my side, when I kind of see this, I'm kind of like, you know, they always claim, oh, the best price online, no haggle price, bottom yeah. line, blah, 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 you know? But, you know, you can always negotiate when you go to a dealer. And I think I talked about this last time. I I go to a dealer and I try to negotiate the best deal I could. Mm -hmm. One of the things that always helps is that you never tell the dealer how you're going to pay until you've settled on a price. Yeah. Right? Because they make more money off of you financing, but let's say you're gonna pay cash or whatever, you know what I mean? You're they're not gonna make as much money from you. If you have a huge down payment, the financing is less. They're not gonna make as much money from you, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's a lot of that that gets lost because they kind of show the Toyota Smart Path here, you know. So they kind of have the bracketing as shown: um, select vehicle, select accessories. Apply trade-in, um, select lease financing or cash so that they're, you know, they're intentionally obviously trying to find out exactly how you plan to buy the car. Mm -hmm. And then select protection products, apply for financing, provide intermediate decision, um, offer vehicle insurance, final deal. So you don't get your final deal and price until way after, you know what I mean? 
Um, schedule delivery, sign your contracts, and then they deliver your vehicle. Okay. So, you know, Carvana's already been doing it. And from what I've seen, they seem to be priced fairly, fairly well. But it, it's going to suck because the loss are going to be the days of kind of like putting in-person pressure to get a little bit better discount, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Buick aside, just because the Buick was kind of like a unique situation where I was able to bring the price down a lot. <laughs> yeah. That was just a unique situation. But for the most part, there's usually 2500 bucks off a sticker you can get almost all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I think with your car, we dropped it like two grand or something, right? Yeah, we did. It, there's always at least two grand, 2500 bucks. And I think the reason why we had more leeway on that part is because the dealership where I got the Mustang wasn't commission-based. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. that, And that's the spiel they tried to give us in the beginning. It's like, oh, we're not commission-based, so, you know, it doesn't matter if... Uh, if if uh if we sell you the car right now or not, I don't get an extra paycheck, and that's why we give you the best price guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. But we still took off two thousand dollars from that. We did, <laughs> and we still took off more because it was already on sale. Because I think it was like President's Day weekend or something like that too. Yeah, well, that, this is what I mean though. Like they're always they're always going to try to advertise. We are giving you the best price. It's mm-hmm. hassle free. There's nothing. But I'm saying. From you know, at least from my experience, there's always at least two grand you can take off of a car. <laughs> now, if it was a used car dealership with like Hispanics or specifically Mexicans, because of how many encounters we've already done with me and my dad, your car is breaking down. No, you get into fights over over prices. <laughs> I mean, like there was that one dealership where me and my dad tried to buy a truck, and once how much we once we saw how much money they were gonna like slip under us. Uh, they were going to add on to the final bill. We were like, no, nah, we're we're not interested anymore. And they were getting aggressive towards us because we didn't want to sign the deal. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it, it sucks because, you know, you want to support small businesses, but sometimes they're, they're the shady ones too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the shady little dealers that still want to live in the past like that. Especially in Fontana. Ye- oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... It it kind of sucks. Is if there's still an in person option? Personally, I'm still going in person. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how this kind of ends up going. It'd be nice if they get a little chat bubble and I can just type in there. I need to take this price down two thousand dollars. <laughs> and here are my reasons why. My other window open right now is at Nissan. What's up? <laughs> but <laughs> I guess those tactics are gonna be a. Uh, I guess the days Explain. of the dinosaur now. <laughs> they figured out how to stop me. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting little update for, you know, like we said, the, that's the way the industry's going now. Yeah. Um, thankfully, we haven't seen as many jumping on to this, or we haven't seen as many jumping on to like the subscription stuff we were talking about with BMW. Yeah. It seems like this is going faster than that will, and hopefully that doesn't kick off too much because I still think that's ridiculous, but I guess time will tell. We'll keep an eye out for that too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, lastly for headlines, I had um, the Hyundai and Apple. I don't 
I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not. We didn't, but I know exactly I what think you're I talking about. I think I cut it from the stories for something else. No, no, you didn't. But I do know what you're talking about. I did read an article about that. Yeah. So as of this morning, Hyundai actually made like a public statement that they are not in talks with Apple. Mm-hmm. So they are not going to be building a car, um, you know, their autonomous car with them. And For the Apple car. For the Apple car. Correct. Correct. Now, supposedly, you know, obviously a lot of it is speculation. These are deals that are supposed to be more private and whatnot. But a lot of the speculation was is that Apple, it's not going to be like a, it's not going to be a Hyundai, you know, Hyundai Kia car with Apple technology in it, right? Apple wanted to be in control of the software and the hardware. So essentially it would be a, you know, the Korean company building Apple products. So Apple's basically almost like taking over them and just using them for manufacturing, right? So obviously this is going to kind of put, um, this is going to kind of put Hyundai kind of feeling like the whole, like Foxconn, you know? Mm-hmm. Not a very comfortable position to be in. <laughs> so the, it's it's kind of interesting that to see who's going to play a part and who's going to kind of jump in and, and start trying to merge in with these automotive companies, you know? And kind of like we were talking about with GM is as our cars turn into appliances, <laughs> who's who's going to jump in? And it looks like Apple was kind of in there, but... It seems like even Hyundai supposedly is talking to several other companies as well. So there's some kind of partnership that could be in the future. Yeah. One of the articles I saw on this was uh, how, and this was from Business Insider, if anybody's interested in looking this up. But they did state that even though the Apple car is was the the idea that it's going to make uh, give a Tesla its run for money and everything, but that in reality, Elon Musk is actually a true entrepreneur in comparison to Tim Cook. Tim Cook isn't. And the main reason why is because... Well, I didn't get a chance to read it, but my idea is that Elon Musk created the uh, the Tesla car, while Tim Cook is just a big already CEO of a corporation, Apple, and is just using another company to help create the car. Yeah, well, you got to think about it in the sense, too, of like uh, Tesla is basically Android, mm-hmm. right? When Android came out and competed with Apple, Android was open source, right? Yeah. And that was kind of the appeal by a lot of developers. It was open source. They can take the Android product. They can, you know, root it into any phone they want that had the hardware to support. They can create their own apps and everything with it, right? Meanwhile, Apple kind of locked their iPhone up away from anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of the opposite, you know? Tesla is the first one into the game, and they're full open source. They've been open source for for years, right? So all of their technology is open and available to the public, and now Apple's the one trying to come in. Mm -hmm. And it's going to end up being just just like the smartphones are, right? Half of Apple's technology is a couple years behind the Android technology that's already out there, and they're just adapting it into theirs late. That's where you see those memes like where like new Apple owners, new Apple product owners like, oh, I just got this feature. It's like, oh, I've seen that before. It's like, no, you haven't. It's brand new because it's Apple. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 old technology. Mm-hmm. It, so it's kind of funny that it's almost like the reverse parallel now. Now the open source company is kind of the big one mainstream. Right. And they're trying to break into it. Mm-hmm. 
personally, I don't buy Apple products. I probably would never buy an Apple car for sure. I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of a funny parallel the way it's kind of working out now. Yeah. But hey, competition breeds a better product. I kind of saw this coming when it was uh, reported that they were making a car with Hyundai. But when I was looking at it, it was like I I just immediately knew that it wasn't going to go through, honestly. Well, you figured Apple is kind of smart in that move because they're targeting kind of a a smaller brand. You know what I mean? It, it's a big enough brand to support mass production, but small enough to where Apple's kind of like the muscle. They can kind of push them around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Apple can't really pair up with like GM or Ford or Toyota and try to muscle them around like, yeah, no, we're we're going to do things my way, you know? Yeah. They have to go to a smaller brand and, and try to exhume that power, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of interesting to see how they're going to actually end up breaking in. Interesting nonetheless, right? Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, uh, hopefully somebody gives Tesla a run for their money because, like I said, competition breeds the best. Since we are talking about electric cars, I know you have this habit of never using your turn signals. Nope. And you say you do want to buy an electric car. Yes. I already found the perfect one for you. What's that? The BMW i8. No. Why? Because you'd be a BMW owner, you don't use turn signals, and it's an electric car. Am I low-key a BMW driver? Yes. Oh, no. I'm going to go spike my hair and wear fucking cop glasses. Don't forget your buck teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I want the electric car mostly for the self-driving. So if the self-driving puts a blinker on, then whatever, all right. (laughs) (laughs) This man. Love it. But all right, that's uh, that's what I had for headlines, Manny. Mm-hmm. Now, for our last part here, I kind of wanted to talk about shop accidents. Shop accidents? Like, what do you mean by shop accidents? Like, working on your car and hurting yourself, right? Oh, I've I've encountered those. So the reason I wanted to talk about this is a buddy of mine. Um, given he posted a lot of this stuff on social media, but I'm still gonna not put him fully on blast or, Mm -hmm. you know, say his name or anything. But he does a lot of junkyarding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, dude's a fucking animal, man. Like, he'll go in and he'll be ripping out transmissions, full-on heads and motors, rear ends all day long and just load them into his car, you know? We should get this guy to be Sparky's sponsor for his car. Hey, maybe. (laughs) Dude, he he junkyard dives. He finds a lot of good stuff. And he's, he's on top of it, man. And he's building a pretty wicked car on his own. A lot of fully custom parts and just junkyard hot rodding, old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, he posted a video, or not a video, I'm sorry. He posted a, a picture and it looked like all of his hair was sheared. Or, or like a... Singed? Singed. There we go. Sorry. Yes, yes. Singed. His hair, like all over the place his beard looked all messed up did he have eyebrows he still had eyebrows he did he did i don't know if they were singed a little bit too but apparently a gas tank exploded on him what was he doing welding right next to it so i messaged him like dude are you okay like what the fuck happened (laughs) 
And uh, he he joked around at first. He's like, "Oh, I was using a lighter to look inside the tank." <laughs> really, a lighter? <laughs> it was a joke. He okay. was just messing around. <laughs> but um, no, apparently he was working on the car. I think he was wiring up a new fuel pump, and he had dropped the tank, pulled it out, and just cleaning everything up and and getting it prepped. You know. Mm-hmm. And he was using um halogen lights. To look, you know, to to see. It was already yeah. getting dark or whatever. And apparently the halogen went out and exploded. And if you've ever worked with halogens, it caused a lot of sparks. Yeah. Sparks went in, gas tank went kaboom, right in his fucking face. <laughs> now, for the record, I'm laughing, but he's okay. okay. <laughs> he, he's okay. No injuries, nothing serious or anything. Um, he did do a funny video later on of them having to shave his head, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it was kind of like one of those freak accident things, you know. But uh, I did tell him he needs to go LED for now on, because <laughs> yikes! Like that's kind of a crazy freak accident. But it, you know, it got me thinking, like, oh man, like, what's the worst shop accident that's happened to you know to us as we've been wrenching over the years, you know? Yeah. And I mean a little bit. Beyond just knuckle busting, because that's kind of like almost every time, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Manny, you want to start off? I remember, uh, I'm trying to remember, I was trying to cut something with an angle grinder because there was a part on a vehicle, on one of the trucks that was just pissing me off. And I swinged the angle grinder because I was trying to move the, the cable out of the way because it was getting in the way. And I accidentally got my fingers too close to the angle grinders and just ripped off chunks of meat on my on my middle finger. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> Is that the worst one for you? Uh, I think that would actually be the worst one. Okay. I've had some other ones, interesting ones, but I think that is the worst one. Okay, I I've been fairly fortunate considering how long I've been doing it mm-hmm. and the extent. Dent that I've been doing it, you know. I mean, I, I, I couldn't even count how many hundreds and hundreds, possibly even thousands of hours I've had underneath cars and stuff. So yeah. I've been pretty fortunate that I haven't had anything major. But I have had, um, I believe I was taking off a drive shaft, mm-hmm. and it was on an older car. It was a Mustang too. I think I was. I think it was the car that I was trying to swap the whole rear end. Mm-hmm. And take it from a take it from a SN95 and swap it over to my Fox, so I can yeah. get you know rear disc brakes and five lug conversion. And the you know it, it looked like it had never been dropped in its life, and I could not for the life of me get those uh, bolts off from the uh, from the actual you know the U joint and whatnot from yeah. the drive shaft. So I was like, okay, I've ran into this before. Let me grab my torch. So I grab my torch and I start heating up all of them and start breaking them loose. And, you know, you kind of wrote, you can rotate the drive shaft a little bit as you go and, you know, heat them up and break them loose. Yeah. And uh, I had my impact and I'm laying down on my back. You know, everything's, I've always done everything on jack stands. Yeah. And um, for, because it's so tight to there and you have to use the uh, 12 point sockets, I had a rotating knuckle on, in, on my impact. And mind you, I heated the 
fuck out of these bolts to the point where they you can almost see them red because yeah. I use I use map gas. I don't use propane or any of that. You know, map gas burns a lot hotter. And I was trying to get this last one, and I don't know if it was just me being lazy or just like, come on, let me just fucking finish and get these last ones out. You know, instead of rotating it to like an opposite direction of me, I kind of just reached around to like a eleven o'clock. Blasted it with the impact, and when it finally came out, since it was on a swivel knuckle of the socket, it flew. It tossed the bolt. (laughs) So the bolt is scolding fucking hot. It tossed it, and it just happens to hit the uh, under chassis of the car and land right on my neck. (laughs) And mind you, I'm underneath the car. I'm laying down, and I have all the other scolding hot bolts next to me where i exit out from (laughs) so it burnt my neck i flinch and try to roll out of there but i roll on top of the other bolts (laughs) damn it was not fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think that'd probably be my worst one that'd be your worst one yeah didn't weren't you cutting something with an angle grinder and you had some like metal piece that just cut off and just going to your eye yeah, but it didn't really. It wasn't as bad. I think. Yeah. I think the the bolt was worse. Mm-hmm. But yes, I've had you know pieces fly in my eye because you know I was being dumb and I was like, oh, I don't need my fucking goggles. Or <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, like, there's been many moments where like I'm just like desperately trying to break loose a bolt that just like doesn't want to come off, and I just next you know it cracks, and next you know my knuckles hit something, and I just like in pain. But I still say. That angle grinder to my fingers was the worst. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I bet it was. <clears throat> I mean, um, I've dropped the transmission on myself. Ooh. I mean, it's not like a long distance. Again, I, I've always done everything on my back on jack stands, right? And um, I was swapping out the transmission on the Fox body. And I do this alone on the jack stands and everything. And I normally try to use like a smaller jack to help me position and then I'll kind of like go underneath it and kind of bench press it up, align it, and try to get myself in. And um, yeah, it slipped and it pretty much just fell on top of me. <laughs> Those old T5s are not light and not small. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's not like a front-wheel drive transmission, you know? So, but again, it didn't like leave any marks or anything like that bolt did. So I've been pretty fortunate in that sense, but... Yeah, always take the precautions, and if you have halogens, go LED. <laughs> I threw away my last halogens like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, like two years ago, because not even because of fear of like it, them breaking or the hazards of them. It was just hot to work <laughs> to work in front of those things, you know? Yeah. It was it just they create so much damn heat. I was I couldn't do it anymore, and I was like, they were still working. I was like, no, fuck it. Throw these away. I'm done with them. I can't do it no more. <laughs> Could not do it. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was my little shop story. Okay. Super fun, right? Any other shop stories you have from other people that you know? Well, okay. I have another worse one. It's not in a car shop, but I was... At my job. <laughs> uh, so 
this was back when I was kind of first joining the union, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I was already an apprentice by then. I think I was like a first year apprentice. And I was working at a fabrication shop. So, you know, I'm in the sheet metal union. So we fabricate everything that we install. Yeah. And I was working in uh, the round area. And we had a we had an order from this company that always orders these weird, weird, weird fittings. And I mean, these are like a 4590 elbow. Mm-hmm. And they're connected together. They're all spot welded. And they're all very heavy gauge, which is just a really weird fitting because normally you have just a 90 or just a 45 and then you can joint those two pieces together. But this Mm -hmm. one, they wanted all one piece, all spot welded all the way around and heavy, heavy gauge for a very small elbow. Yeah. So I was helping them out fulfill the order and I was running what's called a a crimp and bead. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, what it is, is it's a pneumatic machine that I kind of stick the collar end of the elbow. And it has these gears that basically bite down on the metal and they crinkle the metal so that it's a smaller size diameter. Yeah. And they add a bead around the outside edge. And that's just so there's a stop when the female side slides over the male side. Yeah. That's all it really is. Um and all these fittings, because of how they're made and how small they are, they have to basically be all made before we put the 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 crimp on. And so when you kind of put it on there, it's kind of a weird thing because it roll it rolls through those basically those gears that kind of crunch the metal, right? It rolls through those gears, and you kind of have to hold it one direction as it spins around. You kind of have to flip your arm over the other way and then finish it. Yeah. And it's pedal controlled. So I, you know, I push the pedal, it bites it down, it rolls, I do my thing, you know? It's, I think it was set to probably around 65 or 75 PSI. And I was already on, I don't know, my 20th. And, you know, you're just, you're trying to bang them out as fast as you can. Yeah. And because it's metal, we normally do, we wear gloves because, you know, you're going to get cut a lot. Like a lot of, especially with those, you're going to get cut a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to go as fast as I could. I'm chalking it up, honestly, to experience. I probably wasn't experienced enough. I should have slowed down. And the machine actually caught my hand. <laughs> and my hand, my right hand went about, mm, about second knuckle in. Ooh. Or, you know, third knuckle in, basically the, your far back knuckle. I went all the way, the whole fingers basically, all the way through the machine. And I slammed the emergency stop, jaws open up. And uh, the first thing I kind of did was just kind of like flex my hand. I was like, well, they're still attached. Like, <laughs> And um, at the time there was a... He wasn't really a foreman. He was kind of like a supervisor for the area, like a lead journeyman. Yeah. And he has an issue with, like, injuries or gore and blood. And he just starts yelling from the side of the shop, Tony's going to die. And he runs into the office to go tell the, the shop foreman. <laughs> oh, God. And he's, like, he it, he he needed it more than I did because it looked like he was going to pass out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously we cut the glove off we didn't pull it off 
and it just mulched my fingers, man, yeah. like really, really, really bad. They took me to the doctors, and you know they gave me some shots or whatever to numb it up, and they took some x-rays, and super fucking lucky, I didn't have a single broken bone. Nice. And believe it or not, it actually didn't hurt that bad. And the reason it didn't hurt that bad was because, you know, if you crush, like, your finger, they swell up, and it yeah. hurts really bad, you know? Oh, yeah. My fingers didn't swell up at all. And the way the doctor kind of described it was that, you ever step on a ketchup packet and it explodes out the end? Yes. That's basically what the tips of my fingers did. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So right below the nail on all the fingers was a rip and basically that it had rolled through and crushed the fingers really bad and the tips of my fingers basically kind of exploded which kept my fingers from swelling up really badly and honestly kept it from hurting as much so it was nasty (laughs) not car related but it is my worst shop injury i guess still counts i guess no, uh, I mean, like, we've had a few personal people that have actually been killed doing car work. Like, they'll be, I always tell I always tell people, too, like, when we work in cars, always make sure the hood is secure when it's opened. And we've actually had a few people we've known personally where they're working on the engine and stuff, and then the hood just snaps and just falls on top of them and just kills them because that, all that weight is just on top of them, and they just stay yeah. there. Oh, man. And also, do check your jack stands. I think we actually had one person where the jack stands actually gave out and he was crushed under the car. Was it from Harbor Freight? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This was was like years ago, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there's definitely a ton of things. If you can take the extra little bit of time to be safe, be safe about it. Yeah. Because not worth it. (laughs) Definitely not worth it. But um, before we end the episode, Manny... Um, we just want to remind everybody that we will be releasing another bonus episode this week. Yes. So it hasn't yet been recorded. I'm, we plan to record it this week and we will be dropping it by the end of the week. Yeah. I can't remember if I did Friday or Saturday last time, whatever I did last time, I might just try to mirror it and just Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like consistent. Yeah. So Friday or Saturday, we will be dropping the bonus episode as well. And uh, tune into those. They're going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, like I've said before, we can't do them all the time, but I think this one's going to be really fun. We're mm-hmm. going to have a good time. Um, and I don't, I almost thought about making like a separate podcast thing for it, but I was like, no, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be too much. What I did is I do upload it and I mark it as a bonus. So I think depending on what. Um, what platform you're using to actually stream the podcast you could filter out bonus episodes and you guys can see them listed as we start progressing and getting more and more of them on there yeah so i don't know maybe maybe i'll figure out another way to upload them that where we can kind of separate them within the same thing until then um yeah check it out and uh, let us know what you think and give us any kind of feedback definitely 
with that, Manny, why don't you uh, tell the nice people where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and on Twitch at NAcceptedPod. And we do have a website called NAcceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, leave a review anywhere you're listening to this podcast. If you want to send an email, have a question, death threat, anything, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Johnny.